Welcome to another week in Today in Biblical Prophecy. We're so glad that y'all are joining us today. My name is Andy Wallace and Dr. Robert McWeary, here we are again. Yeah, what a, what, a, what a wonderful time to be together again to talk about the end of time. Uh, yes, yes. Open us in a word of prayer, Dr. McWeary. Gracious Father, thank you. You chose us, we didn't choose you. You called us. You redeemed us. You purchased us. And you made us join heirs with Christ Jesus. We thank you for this time. We pray that you anoint this time yes, and open the ears of your people mm. to hear and to understand mm -hmm. that they may be about the Father's business and finish strong. Father, we thank you for your presence. Bless us now as we share in mm -hmm. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Oh, this has been good. I think this is week uh, eight, maybe, that we've done this. And we've talked about the rapture. We've talked about one taken. We've talked about several things in the last days. But people are asking about the Antichrist. You know, the last days. Mm -hmm. May I begin by saying, we are indeed in the last days. Mm -hmm. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming back very soon. Many people ask this question to me. How do you know these are the last days? Well, God has given us three dispensations. The dispensation of conscience from Adam to Abraham, from Abraham to Jesus' baptism, the dispensation of the law, and Jesus was baptized in 26 AD, and 2,000 years from then is coming up very soon. Each dispensation is 2,000 years. Mm -hmm. So we are indeed in the final decade, in the terminal generation, in the final days of the final days. That's why I'm excited <laughs> to talk about the end of time. Amen. Because the end of time are here. Amen. We're living in them right now. So the first question that I want you to answer for me and the viewers is this. Is the Antichrist and the dragon and the is it the same person or is that I've heard you mention the word I'll share it now the unholy trinity where in scripture can we see that they're different people all right that is a great question and I love it because many people get confused there is it's like the devil wants to imitate God God is the father son and holy spirit and the devil has also a sim the same trinity, the dragon, the antichrist, the false prophet. Revelation chapter 13, if you want to read that, you'll find that all three of them are mentioned, the unholy trinity, the dragon is the devil, mm -hmm. the antichrist is the coming world ruler, the false prophet is the one that will help him to biochip everybody 666 but we are going to talk about all right so revelation 13 i know it talks about a beast out of the sea and a beast out of the earth no. which one is the antichrist the antichrist is the beast out of the sea and the beast out of the land is the false prophet okay now we got the dragon uh-huh who gives power to the beast out of the water that's Satan. That's, that's Satan. Satan. That's Satan. Okay. The dragon is the devil himself. Uh -huh. Now he gives power to his son. Uh -huh. Just like God the Father gave the power to his son Jesus. Amen. Well, the dragon gives his power to his son, okay. the Antichrist. Okay. Now, as you know, Jesus needed help from the Holy Spirit for the church to be matured and everything that's happening in the church is through the Holy Spirit. So mm -hmm. the devil also has... His own Holy Spirit, the false prophet, okay. to do lying miracles. That's the beast out of the earth. That is the beast out of the earth. Okay, all right. Question two for you then is this. Is the Antichrist alive today? This is the most important question. In order to answer this question, because there have been many people that have said all over the centuries, at this is the Antichrist, that is the Antichrist, there have been many false um, antichrists that have been through the history, through time, 
been named and they've all been wrong because those people are dead. So how do we know that the Antichrist that I'm going to say is alive today is indeed alive today? The only way to tell that is the timeline, the biblical timeline. Mm. places the Antichrist right now. Therefore, I'll say, based upon Scripture, the Antichrist, the son of perdition, and the false prophet, they are alive and well today. As a matter of fact, they are on the world scene mm. right now. Mm. They have not yet been revealed. They are going to be revealed very soon. And I believe that what we are going through with uh, the coronavirus pandemic, the global lockdown, the shutdown of global economy, all this is creating the condition for the rising up of the Antichrist. Because the Antichrist will rise up to solve world problems, global problems. Now we are facing problems that we have never faced before. There's never been a global economic shutdown and we're going to see the financial collapse, we're going to see the economic collapse, we're going to see small countries collapse. Mm. We're going to see total chaos on the face of the earth. We're going to see our street taken over with riots, with people looting mm. because of food shortages. We're going to see instability. All these are conditions that the Bible says will take place before the manifestation of the Antichrist on mm. the world scene. Mm. He is on the world scene right now. He has not yet taken over because the conditions are happening right now that are going to usher him into the, into the world stage to dominate the world stage as the sole leader of the new world order. Because mm. the new world order is about to be birthed. As you know, the, the League of Nations was birthed out of the First World War mm -hmm. and the United Nations out of the Second World War. Mm -hmm. Now, out of this economic shutdown, economic uh, lockdown, and global pandemics, and all the things that are happening right now, we're going to see the new world order born out of crisis. Because everything is emerges out of a crisis. Mm -hmm. People are looking for answers. Now, people all over the world are looking for an, for an answer because right now, over 1.6 billion people around the world have lost their jobs. Mm -hmm. Oh, nearly ten trillion dollars has been lost. By the time this pandemic is over, we're talking about twenty trillion dollars. The total collapse of the financial uh, financial system and the collapse of the economic system and the collapse of political systems around the world and total chaos on the face of the earth because as people run out of food, run out of resources, they're going to riot. So there's going to be the lawless one will emerge out of the lawlessness in our streets. Okay, Dr. Murray, I know that for the next two or three weeks that we're going to be talking about this because there's so much to talk about the Antichrist. What I'm seeing going on today is fear, is gripping the world, gripping Christians, gripping non-Christians. It is consuming the world right now. Will you talk to us today about how the Bible says we can overcome this Antichrist that is soon to be revealed on the world scene? How can we overcome the Antichrist, Dr. Murray? I appreciate that question because that is the most important question. Is what are we going to do? The Antichrist is alive and well today. And very soon we're going to see the signs of the times we're going to see all the, the, the things that the Bible talks about, from the pandemics to the wars and rumors of wars, the commotions, the earthquakes, the climate change. All these things are happening all at once as a convergence that is showing us that the Antichrist will soon be revealed. And in the book of Revelation chapter 13, it tells us that he is going to uh, put a number on the forehead or on your right hand 666. Mm -hmm. Could you please read that? Because that's extremely important. Revelation chapter 13, verse 16. It 16. says, yeah, 16. He also forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or his forehead so that nobody could buy or sell unless he had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number 
of his name. Now, before we talk about how to overcome, we, want, we need to know what is it we're going to have to overcome. We just read right now. You just read to me and to our audience that the Antichrist and the false prophets are going to biochip every person and and if you don't have the number of the beast, you cannot buy or sell. That means you cannot buy food. You cannot really exist in that closed economy where you have to take the number of the beast in order to participate in the economic life lifeline. So what, how are we going to survive? How are we going to make it? That's the question that we are about to answer right now. Is because if you are a born again child of God, you cannot take the number of the beast. Now, if you cannot take the number of the beast, the Bible says you cannot buy or sell. And number two, it says you'll be beheaded. So the question is, will all the Christians be beheaded? Or will they be a group of men and women, the majority of God's people, live through the Great Tribulation, not only live through, but thrive during that time, mm. prosper during that mm. time, and be blessed during that time? Mm. But my answer is, Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Amen. That God is going to protect his own. He's going to watch over his own. And he's going to provide for his own. And he's done that before. We know the children of Israel in Goshen, protected by God. We know the children of Israel through the Red Sea. God protects them. We see the children of Israel in the wilderness, provided for by God. So we know there is provision for the people of God. Mm. That God will not fail his children. He will watch over them. But there are conditions. There are things that we need to do as people of God. It's not just going to happen because you're born again. You're not just going to automatically be provided for, protected. It's not going to be just, you know, happen by chance. As it was in the days of Noah. It didn't happen by chance. Noah was told by God what to do, mm -hmm. and he did what God told him. Mm -hmm. So are there things that God has told us in the end of time to do in order to secure ourselves, to protect ourselves, to prepare for ourselves? The great, uh, the only way and the great defense is to take the offensive. So what I'm going to tell you is the offensive weapons against the Antichrist, mm -hmm. the false prophet, how are we going to survive and be able to overcome because we know in scripture that the last days, in these last days, because they're here, we're in them. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, I'm going to pour my spirit, George chapter 2, 28. Yes. It says, I'm going to pour my spirit upon all flesh, mm -hmm. our sons and our daughters who prophesy. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm going to send the spirit of Elijah. He is going to do great things. The spirit is going to increase. And there's going to be the greatest harvest of souls during the Great Tribulation. Hallelujah. And if there's going to be an explosion of the Holy Spirit and the greatest harvest of souls of people, that means the church is prepared. Mm -hmm. That's what this meeting is all about. Preparation to participate okay. in what God is going to do in these last days. The first thing is what Jesus told us. How to prepare. And I would like you to read. Because it is here in scripture that's not what I say, because what I say is not important. Mm -hmm. What I say is not what, what's going to solve the answer. But what God says himself okay. is the answer. Because he said to us, these are the things you need to do to be ready. Okay. You're not just going to, it's not going to just happen by chance. It's going to happen because you're ready, because God has never used anybody without preparation. Yeah. Nobody has ever, ever been able to do anything with God without a time of preparation. Preparation, preparation, preparation. The disciples were prepared. Yeah. Everyone that God used was prepared. So there is a preparation. So what is the preparation for us in the, in the last days? The terminal generation, the greatest generation. This is what Jesus himself personally said in Luke 21. This thing.
things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Jesus, after he described all the things that's going to happen in these last days, in Matthew 24, he describes everything from the time of the apostles to the time of the end. He describes every condition, every sign of the time until this day. And he says, for us in this generation, the terminal generation, in the final decade, the last decade, the final decade, we are the generation that say, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Amen. And he says to us, pray always, pray always, pray always. Prayer should become a lifestyle. You must have an attitude of gratitude. You must be prayed up and filled up. Because when you are prayed up and filled up, you're walking in the Spirit. Mm. You are being led by the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit. And when the Spirit of God is upon you, you're immortal until your work is done. Amen. You are invited to now not just say your prayers. We're not talking about praying through. Mm. We're talking about praying through in order to break through. We're talking about revelational intercession. We're talking about praying with all your heart, with all your strength, praying for yourself, praying for your family, praying for your country, praying for the body of Christ. We must now leave the playground and go into the prayer room. We must now enter into revelational intercession. We must now pray with groanings mm. that cannot be uttered, like Jesus. Because now we're facing the terminal crisis, the final crisis on earth. Mm -hmm. Days that no other days have mm -hmm. been since, since creation. The time we're entering in is the worst of times, but yet the best of times for those who are prayed up and filled up. So the first thing is prayer. Okay. And by prayer, let me add something. It's not just praying. It's praying and fasting. Mm. You got to fast and pray. You want to hear from God? You got to fast and pray. You want God to protect you? You got to fast and pray. So it's time to fast and pray as the first precondition. And he gives us another condition that we need to meet in these last days. Okay. And I want to give you that scripture because it's so critical. Mm -hmm. Revelation chapter 3 verse 10. The first one is prayer. The second one is perseverance. Perseverance. Okay. Revelation 3.10. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. The hour of testing has begun. September the 17th, 2020, begins the 70th week of Daniel, the final week, the seven years that are left before the end of time. We don't know when Jesus is coming back. Jesus said nobody will know the day and the hour. Right. So we don't know that. But we know the season. The Apostle Paul says, we will not be ignorant. We will know the season, but we won't know the day and the hour. Mm -hmm. We know we are in the season. We are in the time. We are at the, at the very end of the time of the Gentiles. Because we are that generation, that's why this message of the end of time, Andy, that you asked me to come and share and do this, this is so critical. This is the only message. This is the only message for this hour. Mm. Because it's like you are watching your neighbor's house on fire. And you know they're sleeping. Mm. Because they don't know what's happening. Do you stand there and say, well, they'll wake up when, 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 the, fire, when, when, when the fire begins to burn their bed. And they'll wake up consumed in that fire. Or will you do something to help them? To awaken them. To call for the for, for, for the fire fighters, mm -hmm. you will do something. We are doing something because the world is already on fire. Mm. Amen to that. And it's about to be consumed with this fire. Mm -hmm. And we must rescue our generation. That's what this is all about. It's rescuing our generation. And Jesus said, 
Because you kept the word, you, and you persevered. You persevered. That means you gave it all. All your heart. All your strength. Mm -hmm. Everything you gave it. You persevered. You know, it's like people in a race. They persevere. Without perseverance, you can't make it. So Jesus said, you got to persevere. Because you persevered, I will keep you away. Not take you away, but keep you away. Because, you know, the pre-tree people think you're going to be uh, taken away. Right. No, it, is, it doesn't say taken away. It says keep you away. That means I'm going to preserve you. I'm going to protect you. Mm -hmm. okay. I'm going to provide for you. That's what it means. When you're going through that perseverance, God will give you grace upon grace. Mm. It is the preservation of the Lord that gives you that strength to persevere. In other words, the preservation, God who is keeping you, watching over you, oh, who sings a love song over you, who bought you with his own blood, who has given you his Holy Spirit, he's there with you all the way. In other words, it's not by my strength. It's not by my wisdom. It's not because of my determination. It's grace. Upon grace, upon grace, upon grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, which sustains us through this season, through this time. Therefore, as a child of God, you don't have to, 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 to say, well, I don't know whether I'll ever make it because it's going to be so hard on me and I don't have the strength. Nobody has the strength. He is our strength. Amen. He is our Amen. wisdom. He is our provider. He Amen. is everything. In other words, it's total dependence on Him. Amen. He is our all in all. He will protect us. He will provide for us. Amen. The best is yet to come. Amen. Because that the Lord Jesus is not going to be fleeing and leaving you alone. He's going to be right there to confront the Antichrist, the false prophet. He is greater. He is the overcomer. He is the Lion of Judah. And He is going to do it all. All we got to do is to allow Him. To live fully in our lives. And this is the scripture that talks about he who endures or per perseveres to the end will be saved. Amen? That, that's what Jesus said in Matthew. Why don't we read that Matthew, Matthew 24, 13? Because this perseverance is so critical because most people will quit. I'm talking about these Christians that go to church on convenience, pray when it's convenient. These good weather Christians are going to fall away mm. because they don't have the heart, the passion of the Lord. Mm. Mm. Matthew 24, 13, but he who endures till the end will be saved. Yeah. Here we are at the beginning of the last seven years. He who endures to the end of the seven years of the greatest tribulation, the darkest days in history. Those who are prepared because you can't face this without preparation. Mm -hmm. You have to prepare now. Jesus spoke about two men who built a house. One built his house on the sand. Easy. No problems. And the other one Build his house on the rock. Chiseled mm -hmm. his house right in the rock. I've seen churches like that in Ethiopia, cut out of the rock. Mm -hmm. When the storm came, the house on the sand was thoroughly wiped out and the men destroyed. The storm came, it could not destroy. That house built in the rock. And Jesus was speaking about these days. That those who build their house on the sand. Those who say, well, you know, when it's convenient, I'll do it. When it's not convenient, I won't do it. In other words, easy way. The easy Christianity. The, the, the cheap grace. Mm. And, those who live in, in, in a compromised life, a life without the fire of the Holy Spirit, without the fire and the passion of God, that we just say, well, I was saved, and, you know, 
But Saint Paul is saying, so I'm okay. I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, and I'll still make it. Well, that's a house built on the sand. The, the house that is built in the rock is those who are in the rock of ages. Those who have anchored their lives in Christ Jesus, whose trust and confidence is in him alone, who walk with Jesus, who listen to Jesus, yeah. who do the works of God by the Spirit of God. That is a house built in the rock. That is the house that will stand the stone that's coming. I'm talking about the perfect stone. Okay, you just said those that are listening to the Spirit. You talked about overcoming by praying, by persevering. What's number three? Number three is exactly what you just mentioned. Being led by the Holy Spirit. Because as it was in the days of Noah, Noah was told by the Holy Spirit what to do. Mm -hmm. Those who are going to overcome in these last days, are told by the Holy Spirit what to do. Their steps are ordered of the Lord right there in the book of Psalms. It talks about people led by the Holy Spirit. Psalm 37, verse 28. Psalm 37, I believe it's verse 23. 23. The Sorry. steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he, God, delights in his way. That's it. The steps of a righteous man. The steps of a righteous man. Mm -hmm. Order of the Lord. God will order your steps every single day. Therefore, He's not going to lead you into danger. He's not going to lead you into destruction. He's going to protect you from destruction and danger because when you are led by the Holy Spirit, He knows what's going on. He will guide you around every problem and protect you and cover you. Mm. When you walk in the spirit of the Lord, he mm. is going to expose the enemy and you will know when the enemy is, come, is coming and you'll be a step ahead of him because the spirit will tell you. Noah was told and he prepared and he escaped. There will be billions of people that are going to escape being biochip 666. We are going to live a normal life, a prosperous life, a thriving, I mean blessed, abandonedly blessed. They won't even know that there is some Antichrist because Antichrist will have no power, no authority, no dominion over them. There will be a triumphant, victorious church on earth. I mean, I'm talking about the most powerful church in the history of the world. Why? Because Peter on the day of Pentecost said, Jesus will not come back again. Until the restoration of all things. Mm -hmm. That means the restoration of the apostolic power, apostolic anointing, apostolic vision, Hallelujah. apostolic message. Everything is going to be restored today to the church. The world hasn't seen nothing yet. Hallelujah. There's coming a victorious, powerful church. Don't give up on the church. Get all excited because the church is not finished yet. But it's got to be led by the Holy Spirit. This is where... The message of the Holy Spirit must be preached. The message of holiness must be preached. The, holy, the, the message of the cross of Jesus must be preached. Mm. The restoration of the apostolic message that prepares the church mm -hmm. for its place. That's why it is so important that we must find out what are the things that we need to do in order to finish strong. Accomplish the, the king's business. Okay. Be able to say, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. In the book of Revelation, it tells us two more things that God wants from us. And I want you to read from us, first Revelation chapter 7, verse 14, about how we're going to overcome and what's going to be one of the things critical. We learned, we talked about the, the, the power of, of the word, we talked about the power of, the, of, 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 of prayer. Now, the most important thing we're going to look at is Revelation 7.14. It says, I answered, sir, you know. And he said, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Read that, read that Revelation 12 also. Revelation what again? 12. 12? Revelation 12, 11? Yes. Revelation 12, 11 says, 
They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not live their lives so much as to shrink from death. I say hallelujah. Amen. I say hallelujah. That's the generation that's upon us. Hallelujah. That's the company of Elijah. Mm. This is the, 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 the men and the women who are reckless, recklessly, recklessly abandoned to the Lord. Passionately in love with Jesus. It says the love not their lives unto death. Amen. And the two things that were critical in their walk. They overcame him by the blood. The blood of Jesus. The cross of Jesus. Meditating on the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Confessing the blood of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Speaking out to the devil. Because the devil was scared with the blood of Jesus. When I was in my near death experience. In South Africa. In Bloomfontein. I went to Shiwal, into the other world, in my near-death experience. And there was the devil. He said he had power over me, and he did, indeed he had power over me. Until I said, blood of Jesus. Mm, glory. And that blood of Jesus took him and threw him away. Mm. And, the, and the gates opened up, and I came back to life. And I'm here sharing with you. The devil couldn't take me because my time was not yet. Mm -hmm. The devil couldn't have me. Why did God allow me to go down there? He wanted to show me the power of the blood of Jesus. Mm. That all hell trembles in the power of the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. That there's power in the blood of Jesus. Mm. The church must again preach the blood of Jesus. Mm. The singers must again sing about the blood of Jesus. Because the only thing that scares the devil is the blood of Jesus. The church today really preaches the blood of Jesus. Mm. Really sings about the blood of Jesus. Yet it is the only thing that is critical and important in this last days. We're going to see the restoration of the preaching of the blood of Jesus in this last days. Okay, Dr. White, I, I got a question for you. This is coming from me. Because I've been in many churches as I travel around the world, and I've heard a lot of people talk about Revelation 12, 11. And they say, we overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb of the Word or testimonies, but they never say the last part about not fearing death. Exactly. Can you overcome the enemy if you're afraid to die? Because fear is of the devil. The just shall live by faith. And when you walk by faith, you know that you are more than a conqueror. Amen. Amen. When you when, when, when you when you walk with the Lord Jesus, for me to live is Christ. Mm -hmm. And today is gain. Okay. So to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. That's why it we're not afraid of death. Amen. Because death just transports us to the places of the Father. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's, it's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, you, you're helping me to go. To be with the Father. It, it reminds me, can I share a testimony? Sure, we overcome the enemy by their testimonies. <laughs> During the communist takeover of Mozambique, they, uh, the, a group of terrorists went to this home of a couple of missionaries who were there preaching, teaching, and they said, you're the enemy of the people, we come to kill you. And they singled out this Wonderful lady from Scotland, whom I met with, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful woman of God. She said, they came to my room, to my, to my, to my apartment over there, 10 terrorists with machine guns, bazookas. They said, we come to kill you because you missionaries are the enemies of the people. Religion is opium. It says, cause the people to not think about the here and now and to live in the future, the distant future in heaven and they gave everything away because they are waiting to go to heaven because you have deceived them by telling them there is a, there's a heaven to go to so don't worry about your suffering because when you die you go to heaven and you'll be rewarded and that's why we came to kill you mm. and so they, they said, what we want you to do is to cook for us the best meal, and after that, we'll cut you in pieces. That's why we're here. Hmm. And 
she started singing and praising the Lord. And they said, woman, did you, did you not understand what he said? We're going to cut you in pieces after you finish cooking a meal for us. And they beat it up. And bleeding, she kept singing and praising the Lord. And they said, woman, you don't understand. We came to kill you. We hate you. You're the enemy of the people. And she kept singing. And they looked at each other and said, what's wrong with this woman? She said, what's wrong with you? She said, I'm so happy because I'm going to see Jesus tonight. <laughs> I came all the way to be a missionary here to talk about Jesus. Now you tell me that I've got to cook this meal. I'm going to meet Jesus and you want me to be disappointed? Mm. And I've been here serving him all these years. I'm so excited that you guys have come to help me get out of this body and go and be present with the Glory. Lord. Glory. And that night, 10 communists knelt down and received Jesus Christ as their Savior. Oh, hallelujah. And as a result, they started 500 Bible studies among the communists throughout the bush. Praise God. Praise God. The word of our testimonies. That's right. Not fearing death. Exactly. Hallelujah. They should demonstrate Amen. that Amen. to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why the world is going to tremble when they see us because mm. we're not afraid of death. Mm. And we overcome him not only by the blood, but by the testimony. The, the repeating of the testimony is mm -hmm. to repeat the promises of God. We, they overcame him by repeating the promises of God, hupotasso, mm. saying what God says. Mm -hmm. Because you are what God says you are. And you can do what God says you can do. Because it's not who you are, it's whose you are. Mm -hmm. Child of the Most High God, you live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen. Amen. So when the enemy will come against you, you're going to be like Jesus. When the enemy came against Jesus, he said, it is written, Amen. it is written, it is written, it Amen. is written. And he overcame, but it is written. Amen. You're going to overcome, but it is written. It is written. It is written. That's all we have. It is written. We have nothing else except it is written. What God says, he stands behind it. He will perform his word and you will never fail. That's why when we confess the word, even when you, let's say, you're going right now through sickness. It is not God's will for you to be sick. By the stripes of Jesus, you're healed. Mm. God said it. If you believe it, you'll receive your healing. If you're going through financial problems, the scripture clearly says you are blessed coming in and you're blessed going out. God says, I'll make you the head and not the tail. Deuteronomy mm -hmm. 28. You, you will not borrow. You will, you will lend to many. God will pay all your debts when you confess the promises. God is a promise keeper. Every promise is yea and amen, amen. in Christ Jesus. Amen. God is stands behind his word to perform it. If you believe the word, you will see the supernatural. I'm inviting you right even now to say, don't have to wait for the Antichrist, the false prophet, and the end of time. You can begin this walk of faith based upon the word of God. It is written. It is written. It is written. Great, great is he that's in you and he that is in the world. It is written. You've already overcome the evil one by the blood of the Lamb of the word of your testimony. All right, I got a qu final question for you then, because we're talking about overcoming the Antichrist. You just talked some things about divine protection. Is there is there scripture that indicates that we're going to be protected uh, from against the enemy uh, during these last days, during this overcoming time? You know what's so exciting about that question is that it's your choice. You can choose to overcome by praying. By perseverance, mm -hmm. by believing, by confessing the word of God, and declaring the blood of Jesus over you to, to cover you, to protect you from the evil one. That's a choice that you have to take the initiative to do what God says. Pray always that you may become worthy mm -hmm. to escape. Persevere. Choose to go on and, and press deeper and keep on pressing because there's much, much more. 
as you press deeper, there's much more anointing, much more joy, much more power, much more provision. It's all in proportion to your faith and your commitment. Now, the, the, the question you have is so, so awesome. It's the most wonderful scripture. It's our question because there is scripture that actually literally tells us how we can walk through this. I call it 911. Have you ever heard of 911? Yes. Well, let's go to some 911, verse 1, 911. That's, that's what you call. That's, that's what you call 911. 911. <laughs> he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We're talking about abiding, not visiting, but abiding under the shadow of the Almighty. That means abiding in Christ. Mm -hmm. When you're in Christ, you're under the shadow of the Almighty. Mm -hmm. You know, in that place, there is no weapon that can penetrate the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. There is not a power on earth that can harm you under the shadow of the Almighty. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I think we've got time. Can you go and read up to verse 11, the Psalm 91? Because it is the most awesome, the most amazing. It moves you into the dimension of the supernatural, into the reality of what's going to happen during the days that are before us. So, because you better memorize this Psalm, all of it, know it by heart, confess it, declare it, because it's going to be the shield around you. Psalm 91, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Mm -hmm. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. Verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Thank you. It will not come near you. Hallelujah. The, all the, the, the diseases, the, the pandemics that are coming, the nuclear holocaust that's coming, the riots that are coming, all the, the chaos that's coming, it will not come nigh your dwelling. Mm, glory. Because you're under the shadow of the Almighty. There's going to be a mighty church, a victorious church. There's going to be a people on the earth that no devil will touch them. The world, the Antichrist, the false prophet, all of the devils. People can't come near mm. the place of the anointed and appointed of God mm. that dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. That's the place we are inviting you. That's the place we're saying, don't stay outside. Come in. It's time for you to make a decision to go all the way with Jesus. It's time for you to say, God, if there is something inside of me, just show it to me. I want to confess it. I want to be clean. I want to forgive everyone that I've been angry and mad. God, I, I want to forgive everyone. I, I, I want to confess that I've been depressed. I've not been having the joy of the Lord and the peace of God. Mm. I've lived my life in compromise and carnality, in confusion, in bitterness and anger, in addiction to the things of this world. I confess all that because I want to be clean. I want to be holy. Mm -hmm. I want to be everything you called me to be. I want to finish the task, the assignment that you're giving me. Because I don't want to be found not ready. I don't want to come into this time of crisis and be destroyed. I want to come into this season with the power, with the anointing. Because mm -hmm. the, as I said at the beginning, the best defense is to take the offensive. Amen. We are taking offensive against the devil, against his power, because greater is he that's inside of us than he that is in the world. Amen. We're overcoming by the blood of the Lamb. And I just want to say to those who are listening, Psalm 91, you memorize it. Mm -hmm. Because you're going to need it every single day in the days that lies ahead. Amen. Because it talks about how you 
are going to be protected. And it's through confession, declaration, faith, standing on the word, confessing the word, speaking the word, and believing the word that God will stand behind you because he's standing behind his word to perform it. What did you say earlier? It is written. Jesus overcame the devil. <laughs> but it is written. It, it is, written. is written. It is written. It is. It's not, this is what I think. No, it's, it is written. It's not what I think. It's what he said. Amen. The only thing that matters in this world is what God says. Amen. That's why I love this time, uh, Andy, because you said, let us share with the people. It is written. Amen. Let us show them from the scripture Amen. that we will go through the great tribulation mm -hmm. and God will be with us. Mm -hmm. And there will be great tribulation through the tribulation. We're just going to walk right through to the other side. Because God is with us, Amen. in us, and through us. And no weapon formed against us. Thank you, Jesus. Will prosper. Amen. No weapon. Means no weapon means Amen. no weapon. So there's no need for anybody to be anxious about the end of days. There's nobody that needs to be concerned about the end of days. Just be concerned Amen. of your spiritual walk, Amen. your daily walk with Jesus. And I tell you what, I've learned something. The more I walk with Jesus, the sweeter it becomes. <laughs> Amen. The more exciting it becomes. Oh, it's, it's not a burden to walk with Jesus. Mm. It's a privilege to be invited into the Father's house. In His presence, there's fullness yes, of joy. Lord. Yes, Lord. Pleasures forevermore. Amen. That's why I believe that as we prepare the people of God mm. for this season, they are going to be so armed with the joy of the Lord, the peace of God, mm. and the word of the Lord, they're going to walk right through and say, bring it on. <laughs> Just tell them, bring it on. That's why the scripture says, Jesus will come after, after God has made every demon, Hallelujah. and the devil himself, and the Antichrist, and the false prophet, made our footstool. The footstool of Jesus, we are the body of Jesus. That means we are the church that's going to put the devil under our feet. Amen. A victorious, triumphant church of the end of time. Woo! I love the, the fact that we're not going to disappear. We're going to be here when the devil and the Antichrist shows up. Amen. Because we are ready for him. Are you ready? So I want to remind the people before you close this, I want to remind you to send in your questions or anything. Just because this video is over, send in your questions because we're going to be talking about, Dr. Morey's going to be explaining to us more about the Antichrist for the next two or three or four weeks. There's a lot in this Word of God that he's going to show us. So send in your questions or your comments to us. And until next week, Dr. Morey, close us. I just want to close by saying this. That tomorrow begins today. Today, all you need in prayer. Mm. Confessing, cleansing your heart, asking for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon you. It is the condition of the heart mm. that will determine everything. And I want you to know that the blood of Jesus is able to cleanse you from all sin, Amen. all unrighteousness, all sin. It doesn't matter what you've done. There's forgiveness. It's not your ability. It's your availability. Saying to the Lord, here I am, my Father. Here I am. I have no strength. I have no wisdom. I have nothing. I come as I am. And he will receive you. And he will cleanse you. And he will fill you. And he will guide you. And he will protect you. And he will provide for you. And he will never leave you. And he will never forsake you. It's all going to be wonderful. Because if God be for you, who can be against you? Amen. That is why I say to you, the time has come to simply say, Jesus, you take full and complete control of my life, my family, my neighbors, my country, my generation. I bring them to you. Because God wants us to pray. You need to pray. Not to say your prayers, but to pray. That means to pray through, to pray with all your heart, to pray with all your strength, to seek the Father, and the Father will answer you. And the, the Father will not abandon you. I want you to pray about becoming a part of 
reaching our generation with the whole gospel of Jesus Christ. The many that have not heard the good news in distant lands, lonely people, faceless people, those people that are not connected to the internet, they can only get the gospel through shortwave radio. And we have a shortwave radio that covers 1.6 billion shortwave radio receivers in those distant lands, the forgotten masses. God has not forgotten them. He wants us to reach them. He wants us to share with them the good news. We need your help. 2020, that is less than $6 a day, a cup of coffee. You can give to reach 5 billion people who have not heard the gospel. Your giving will help us finish the king's business. You ask the Lord what to give. You don't have to listen to me. You ask the Lord. Because it's not about me. It's about Jesus, about his coming. I'm inviting you to participate in the heart of the Father. Jesus said, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to every nation. Then shall the end come. We must do the king's business now because the king is coming. And we have a short window. And I need you to pray. If you can give, you can join us in prayer. There's great power when we pray. God answers prayer. If all of you are listening to me, we just fall on your knees and pray for those who have not heard the gospel. We are going to be listening to the, to the gospel on WNOR radio station and give the heart to the Lord. You'll be part of the salvation of millions of people on your knees in prayer. Don't underestimate the power of prayer. It's the greatest gift you can give to your generation. Thank you for giving. Thank you for prayer. Thank you for everything. We look forward to coming together again next Thursday. Invite your friends. Share this message. Tell us you have been blessed. Amen. Thank you very much. And God bless you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Amen. I release your anointing yes. upon your people, the Amen. joy of the Lord, the peace of God, salvation, sanctification, and anointing upon the saints of the Most High God. Amen. In Jesus' name I pray.